0: to suffer Serve your right to be alone Serve your right to suffer Serve your right to be alone Because you are still living
1: Kiss being blown, we are on the air for another special edition FAA Bull Session um, with two wonderful guests this time, Jack Mason of the Perfume Nationalist uh, and Barrett Avner of the Contain Podcast, a brilliant and artful podcast that's also on Patreon um, and that you should subscribe to. Um, It's one of the best things out there. And... Why are we here right now? What do we want to talk about? I, I, I felt like I did not want the events of the last month to linger over my summer like a uh like, you know, like a like that really nasty breath you sometimes pick up in your you pick up from somebody and it just can't get out of your nose for a long long time. <laughs> um so I wanted to call my dear friends here who are Really warriors against uh Puritanism, spiritual Puritanism, um in before before the, the events of before the, the current kind of outburst of it on the right. Um and I wanted to address kind of this lingering I also wanted to summon my old friend and major influence, H. L. Mencken, um uh, as a witness for the prosecution or the defense I don't know which we're I don't know where we are anymore currently in the in the in the suit or countersuit against uh against the uh, pastoral pitchfork people but um I wanted to get I wanted to deal with this because something is obviously happening and for a few months now it's obvious that this was going to happen to some of us it was obviously always going to happen um which is conservative long covid which is that there are people, not merely libertards, who were not going not going to make it out of the kind of pandemic bubble universe that we'd been living in for two years, who are going to find ways to get stuck in that world of paranoid unreality um, and moral panic, just of a different with different labels uh, in the case of the conservative side. We saw prototype we saw the prototypes gaining steam a full-on year ago when we launched our our uh, campaign against the phenomenon of uh of uh la cucaracha Pedro Gonzalez um, and now we're kind of we're seeing it we're seeing it kind of like land on the field and form into this uh this like basically this realignment of Mutual Puritanism on the left and on the right, which is apparently going to define the next fucking decade. God help us. Um, before I continue, um, I want to ask you guys if you if you've kind of if I've if I've summarized it in a way that's accurate to you. Um, and I also want to mention that the, the the Mencken piece that I assigned to both Jack and Barrett, whether they read it or not, it's not the point. Is his essay. Uh, his essay Puritanism as a Literary Force um, which was in his an early book of his called The Prefaces a collection of his it's a long essay and it's funny it's funny that this is this has been the um, the return of Mencken to me um, by the way is somebody popping their mic I keep hearing a little pop I don't know if it's on my end or
0: um, I'm not aware of okay, I, my...
1: yeah I don't I mean, Okay, so. maybe it's just this maybe it's it's something happening on my on my end. I don't
0: I ca- I can't tell. I can't hear okay. anything happening from
1: mine. It could just be mine something. All right. Um Okay, let me if I'm silent. I'm just going to give it a few seconds. Yeah, it's happening when I'm not talking. It's weird. Something is like um Um, It's just like a. It's literally a mic sound. It's like a little farty, fart sound from the from the mic. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't hear anything.
0: Let me mute mine and see if you can still hear it. Okay.
1: Barrett, you're on. Let me. You're. You're. I'm not hearing it anymore. I think it's from. I think it. It was uh, Jack's.
0: Oh. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, Let's see.
0: All right.
1: I think that'll be good.
2: That. Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, think it wasn't you because
1: I didn't hear it before Jack came on either. Uh, before Jack came on either, so I think it's just some some weird shit is happening with Jack's mic. Might
0: not be my mic; it might be my internet connection.
1: Oh, let me try switching, switching to the other one. The good news is that uh, the Zoom, um, the Zoom recordings tend to take out these weird sounds. I'm recording um, locally, can, but can
0: you still? <laughs> hear it
1: uh say a sentence
0: uh she sells seashells by the seashore she sells <laughs> seashells by the seashore okay.
1: yeah no you sound fine uh it, but it is it is like weirdly glitching randomly i think that there's like a little really? bit of a glitch can you can't hear huh. it Barrett? that's weird maybe it's just i'm just picking I, it up
2: yeah yeah i can't hear anything
1: okay, okay good. everything
2: sounds totally clear to me
1: what I need uh, is a reduction in my hearing ability because that is just makes life better. I feel like if you just can't hear everything, you know, like it would be great if you're what you
0: need is a what? Sorry, I was switching uh, to the other <laughs> network
1: to see if that worked. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I said what I need is a, a what I need is a reduction in my hearing capacity just in general. So I don't have to so I can be happier in life.
0: Okay,
1: what? A... um Yeah.
2: But, oh, okay, so... Okay, so, so let's start. Let, that,
1: let's uh, let's just... We'll just live with it and uh, whatever. I'll I'll hope that the little far... I'm still hearing the little whatever. But Barrett
0: going. can't hear it. You can hear it? Yeah,
1: I'm the only I one... I can't can hear it at all.
0: I, yeah, it, I think it may be something to do with connection.
1: I think it's connection because your connection's a little different than it, I remember it being in the past. Like a little bit more... A little bit more... Uh, glitchy than I remember it being in the past but whatever we'll live through it I don't wanna
0: but why can Barrett hear me
1: you sound fine
0: (laughs) you you both sound fine to me uh like I don't like nothing has changed about my mic Uh, I just think the Vatican is
1: fucking with us honestly I feel like can you hear me Jack
0: yeah you sound perfect to me
1: okay Whatever, not perfect to me. I, it, an, um, we, if we can't isolate it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, so, all right. Um, I don't know where we'll pick off now, but um, um, anyway, did did either of you basically has my uh, framing of this? I mean, Barrett, you've been early. You've been early on the battle on the battlefront against this kind of resurgent. Uh, puritanical, online, fake, trad identity. And it's easy to dismiss as like an online stupid thing, but the problem is that online stupid things end up becoming the sort of talking points for our political battlefield uh, for the next decade. That's just how it always has been. So we really can't avoid that. It's, it's It's not enough to just pretend it doesn't exist. This will be the the kind of political battle lines and cultural battle lines that are drawn um and so i'm wondering if you if you uh what you what you felt about the mencken essay and um and your thoughts on what happened the last few fucking weeks
2: uh you know i i like the mencken essay i'll be honest i haven't read much of him at all i'm not exactly very familiar with him uh he seems uh, like he seems very much to believe in this kind of like like you know like he's seen as like a nietzschean right as somebody who's like a follower of nietzsche nietzsche to me you know because there's also a lot of talk about like uh you know like the weak trying to take over the strong and you know like everyone's trying to sort of like bring each other down and i do think that um I see a lot of this as, like, material consequences for the fact that we are living through inflation compounded with a recession and, like, potentially all these lies being covered up about, like, you know, uh, uh, biotic oil and, and you know, like this sort of, maybe this like illusory notion of like finite resources. And whenever you're presented with these kind of like existential material impoverishment events, you get moral purity spirals. It happened during the Black Plague. Um, it, it just, whenever there's a kind of contagion, whether it's materially, economically, and, and I think what you're starting to see is part of the reason why you're seeing this is because <clears throat> a lot of the people didn't really want to embrace the populace. Like, they didn't want Julius Caesar, they wanted Augustus, you know? Uh, in Insofar as like what they were signaling to the outside world, they wanted the Senate, they wanted the cosmopolitan shit. And, you know, like, <clears throat> I've always said Trump was kind of like, you know, a, a quasi-Marxist or something like that. You know, it, it's it's funny, though, because, like, I got a lot of shit because I got interviewed in Count Terror magazine, and I called this shit out, like, in 2021, like, a year ago. I think I for- forgot what I said. I said something like uh, post-woke NYU micro-socialite reactionary grifters, and they said nothing when it actually mattered. And now it's okay to say things whatever you want you know and I think that's only that that can only really happen when it no longer has any sort of like material consequence but it does like what you were saying earlier is right though it it's going to define politics but instead of things being like fun and interesting and kind of the way they were during the Trump years, which, I, you know, I see him as kind of an, an analog of JFK. He's like this mixture of social liberalism with nationalism and uh, maybe a bit of like skepticism surrounding imperialism, which for some reason, that's like the holy trinity of like the kind of person that you just have to take out. Like they, they it, it, you have to be an internationalist. You have to engage in these sort of puritanical morals spirals or you're not really you're not suitable for the executive branch i know that was too political or whatever but sorry
1: no i appreciate that that side of it it's interesting um and i'll and and i'll like i'm gonna have like jack make his opening statement in a second but it's interesting you brought that up you brought up the political side of it because yeah i mean clearly you know in the trump years if you lived in a libtard place like i do it was the it was the the descending of the Iron Curtain. Um, it was like, uh, you know, everyone oh, it was got terrible. It was it was beyond terrible. It was like it was it couldn't have been worse. Basically, if you if you're not if you're if you're not blue, you know, if you're if you're if you're not blue pilled completely and living in that world, um, even, even if you are. I mean, the TDS people, this is the part that doesn't really get it doesn't necessarily get appreciated because they're they deserve everything they get but they they were miserable for all those years like they woke up every morning with this sense of uh uh, impending doom coming from every single corner i mean like I, i wouldn't as bad as it was to live among them i wouldn't want to be them for even a minute um it, that was that that much was clear the whole way. It was almost like it almost made your, you feel better that you're not one of them seeing how much they suffered um, and and, see, you know, suffering out of your out of their own, their own, like, just self-inflicted media inflicted insanity. Um, but you did have Trump in the White House and you had an entire half of the at least of the American population. uh taking their cues from him and their, and his cues were very, very fun and wild and, you know, and, and like just open, very tolerant, very big tent. Um, I don't know at a basic level. I mean, nobody was excluded from, nobody was excluded from that show. Um, as long as you're not, as long as you're not trying to silence people, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. and so we had a situation where, half of the population half of the the political culture which is not doesn't mean half of the country because half of the country most of the most of the cultural countries is owned by one side but at least you know you could there, there are people you could talk to about just about anything and we saw in those early days of twitter that we all had in our various periods myself most recently like this coalition of um you know, so-called dissidents uh, of all kinds, left and right, even if you count the kind of disaffected Bernie people and whatever, um, who were getting along famously uh, for for a while there, until until kind of until stakes once again rose in very vari- for various reasons and schisms happened, and and the the ki- the vacation of COVID started to end. Um, and something I notice in Mencken in this essay and in much else that he writes is that there isn't just one political like every single political phenomenon in the United States seems to lead back to Puritanism. It's not just poverty, as he makes points out in this essay. It's all it was also prosperity that emboldened a lot of the Puritanism back in the 19th century, and the 18th century. Um, get you know flooded the coffers of these. Moral do-gooders uh, of the of the ilk we see online now, with mysterious funding sources that we can't ever pinpoint, and mysterious numbers of followers that we know are not real, you know, there. That's another very old tradition, and it's one that money has has actually bolstered, um, which is an interesting thing. And I'll go through some passages of the thing of the of his essay uh, that speak to our current moment really in a, in a, in a really funny way. Um, but first I wanted to get kind of like Jack, your recap of our little, uh, Ox laterna experience of recent weeks. <laughs> uh, uh, luck,
0: Luxlaterna. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was really fitting that I saw the strobe flashing, uh, Gaspar Noé, which burning movie, like the month before this. Um, I think I, I'm, approaching getting over it and moving on but i want it all documented that's very important to me to have it all documented because every time things like this happen all of the people that that participate in it uh kind of memory hole it and just you know after they've achieved post-nut clarity they just kind of pretend it didn't happen uh as the first time this became apparent to me was andrew yang because it was a similar kind of thing where they all It was decided en masse that the entire, uh, you know, right-wing dissident internet culture now hated Trump. And if you didn't, then you uh, must be punished. Um, And then now they just pretend like that never happened. I feel like um, I'm just... uh, I have less broad political analysis of it. I am experiencing it more uh, personally. Um, Mainly... In this weird way, it's, like, rerouted me back to um, feeling like a ninth grader, like a goth ninth grader that, like, hates literally everyone <laughs> and really hates organized religion. And um, I've, you know, I've been a Christian, a uh, kind of eccentric Protestant Christian my entire life. Uh, But I haven't felt such extreme negativity about Christianity in two decades. Um, The essay was excellent, as I knew, right from the first moment you recommended it to me. Um, There's not a thing in it that I don't agree with and see the total truth of Uh, my entire problem with... 2010s liberalism was that it was this puritanical do-gooderism kind of totalitarian moral scolding. Like it wasn't, you know, what it was purported to be, which was, you know, based on empathy for abstract invented minorities and whatnot. It was always just uh, totalitarian, violent, uh, groupthink lie. So I don't feel that anything that I've said has ever like been contradictory through all of this. Um, it's just that the fun of Trump is gone. It's over. Um, I guess you have to pretend to have a little enthusiasm if he does, you know, makes a funny tweet or something but the conservatives are not gonna let him do anything they're gonna go with this pedro gonzalez type uh groomer hysteria uh bernie leftist tucker carlson talking head type person that they'll invent it's literally Um,
1: literally the word literally mencken's number one adversary uh spiritual and otherwise and physical and every uh, every otherwise was the dream composite figure of this Bernie Sanders, socialist, trad, uh, social conservative, blowhard. And his name was William Jennings Bryan, who testified against, who was the main chief, uh, the chief uh, uh, character against Clarence Darrow in the uh, Monkey Scopes trial, which Mencken famously covered you know, in, in, in very, in deep detail. Then five days after that trial, William Jennings Bryan died. And William Jennings Bryan was, of course, known for being a free, for, for wanting to take America off the gold standard and his famous speech, do not crossify labor upon a cross of gold. Um, uh, he combined all of these elements. The difference was that he actually had some eloquence to him and, you know, in, in the kind of fire-breathing way, populist way. Uh, so even before Huey Long... William Jennings Bryan is like the is 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 exactly the candidate you've been calling for to to assume the uh, Bernie Sanders uh uh the Bernie Sanders to fake trad o- online conservative. Uh, I don't
0: ever want to know who Huey Long is based on the type <laughs> of person who drops that name. I hope I never find out.
1: He was the yeah he well you hear you know where you hear about Huey Long um, is, is he is, a Mexican? No, but he's close. He he's in Louisiana. He Sounds was a like
0: one, despite that name.
1: He he was. He you hear you know Stanley Kowalski sings his song, his campaign song in Streetcar named Desire. Uh, he doesn't sing it, but he says he he quotes it. He says, "Huey Long said every man's a king, and I'm a king in this house." You know, like at some point. So that's where you would hear it, whether you like it or not, when you're watching, when you're watching okay. Streetcar. Uh, but. But, it, but yeah, I mean, the, what you, what you're absolutely, the 2010s Liptart the 2010s uh, Tart thing was a hundred percent a Puritan crusade. It was as Puritan as it gets. And it's not people. That,
0: that's yeah. the fundamental misunderstanding that people do not have a broad enough or like pulled out enough eagle's eye perspective on what these things are. They right. still think these these terms and these like motives of operating like racism and uh like that things like that are real that they represent something tethered to reality when they're they re- have been deployed in this way and they aren't it's just this total abstraction uh and it gets caught up You know, it it stimulates a certain kind of guttural uh, animal instinct, like mob mentality brain, but there's nothing good at the heart of it. There's no empathy. There was never anything positive at the heart of the 2010s libtard. There's nothing underlying that. And I don't think there's anything positive underlying the current evolving... Bernie leftist uh shrieking puritan right winger that we're going to be seeing so much more of um
1: it's it's brought I don't know
0: up. and before before I say anything else I care about politics to the extent that I will vote republican for the rest of my life because it makes life functional it and it brings the cost of everything down that's all I care about I don't care about it supporting any of this cultural bullshit anymore but everybody should vote republican because you know, once you get off into galaxy brainland, where you're like, actually, you know, a galaxy brain fucking online land, where you're finding reasons not to vote Republican. That's because you don't understand that everything is better and more functional under Republicans, regardless of whether it's Pedro Gonzalez. But do I have to personally support their their you know Tucker Carlson initiatives, uh, which I find ridiculous and wrong and you know just completely laughable? No. But I'll vote Republican. And everyone else should.
2: Well, that, that was that. that <laughs> no, go ahead, Barry. That, no, that was fun. It just made me laugh. It, you know, it's like uh, Jack Jack has a has a funny has a really funny way of describing things. You know, it, it's interesting to me because one of the things that I noticed is like it, there's one line in this essay, not one line, but it says page two thirty eight that I thought was actually really good when he talked about. Um, Out of the new will to power came many enterprises, more or less futile and harmless, with the institutional church at their head. Piety was cunningly disguised as basketball, billiards, and squash. This was similar to, you know, when the church introduced Rossellini and these popular forms of music into its hymns. They thought that the entertainment value would somehow ursip the... um, they're kind of like gospel or the word itself because the beginning of the bible the word is good the the image is graven and and desecrated and, and so you know it's kind of weird and he also says religion lost all of its old contemplative and esoteric character i think a lot of this has to do with the way we take technical images from the computer um and we proliferate our like our trad based lifestyles you know it's like this outward expression of something that doesn't exactly hold up like nietzsche when he talked about the ubermensch he wasn't saying like like, like there are different forms of nihilism when jack said something he's like i just feel like that ninth grade goth per- person all over again <laughs> which i'm making like,
0: it sound funny to make myself sound relatable but it's actually not funny it's really depressing yeah putting on a putting on a happy face for the, the, the little the worst crowd
2: thing. The worst feeling ever is like like for four years, I lived in LA and I got called all sorts of things. like i never had felt a more sort of like droopy faced pain than when I got hit with the nihilism accusations. And there was this like a meme made about me. It's like, oh, when Barrett beat the nihilism allegations, it's like Snoop Dogg praying or something. Somebody made this meme, uh, <laughs> it's- which which I thought was funny. but But what I started to realize at that moment was when you're called a nihilist, there's nobody there to defend you. Like it's literally worse than being called a Nazi. Or like right, or a Republican. Like,
1: it's it's a that, way of like, being at called at that it, moment. It, yeah.
2: No. Yeah. It's y- you are literally Homo Sacer. Like you are the sacrificial human yeah. within the Republic at that moment. Like that. You, that you, they can do anything with. Like as it's a way as of canceling
0: you, every single si- thing you say and think. Like yeah. with oh, a big X over right. all of it. Whereas you're not just like dangerous opposition. You just mean nothing, and nothing you say is real.
2: But the fact of the matter is, is like the whole thing with Nietzsche and that I get from H.L. Mencken in this essay, at least parts of it, is that the whole point of the Ubermensch is to resubstantiate a new system of belief for man. Like this has been the philosophical project forever. Like the fact, uh, like the reason why the like, a lot of the stuff seems sort of like cope and kind of like weird and, amorphous and sort of show-offy is because it's the advancement of nothingness like there's a semi book uh that I really like uh by Tikkun which was this French Nietzschean communist collective but they were anti-left right they were like hyper kind of like you know anti-cybernetics and and they kind of defined it as the bloom Like they had Theory of a Young Girl, which is kind of one of their famous, very misogynistic books about how the young girl is kind of like the whore who just kind of like gets led around by like capitalist daddy and he like, you know, showers her with what, you know, it's basically like the pick me and the bloom is kind of like the Joker. It's like the last man as Nietzsche talks about and we're sort of seeing this point and they had a really great point at what defined nihilism it's very similar to Nietzsche because Nietzsche defined nihilism in different terms there was ecstatic nihilism which is creational nihilism which is the kind where it's like all right like all this shit is to cope it all failed like let's create a new system for man like let's create a new system of belief through the actualization of human of human vitalism and human achievement. Like, what can we do? Like, what's the craziest art we can make without having to name anything? And and so, yeah, the Bloom figure is a really, factors really weirdly into this. Sorry, I'll get back to the fucking, the text. But I, I found it really interesting when he talks about, cause you are right, he kind of criticizes like, wh- like the sort of like white collar side of things too. Uh, so sorry that was a crazy tangent but uh no and, no I I actually
1: I actually wanted to get you know I don't know and I I wanted to get to know you better about in terms of like your history of of nihilism of of getting a of getting that nihilist tag I mean it's in one form or another if people are clever enough to um I realized it was the worst thing I would ever been called, <laughs> but,
2: not because, but not because it hurt my feelings and I disagreed with it. It was the feeling that everybody I left in L.A., every coward Quiet, who refused to do the right thing, I was at the same exact place where no one would have your back there's no like you know like nobody will take your side and and to me that was kind of like it's like well i'm interested in new things happening i don't want to just repeat the same old garbage over and over again i actually want to go back and find well what's good here how can we sort of like update this and that was to me that was kind of like the worst feeling wasn't that like i didn't think part of it like part of it was like yeah it's cool like i'm a fucking nihilist you know like i don't care about anything man wait. and then it gets to be this feeling of sorry uh, wait were you no no are, i was i was or? just
1: gonna i just wanted to know like the what I, i'm sure this is a long story but what it was it, where did this come from like what, what how did you get this uh how did this uh how did you trigger this kind of banner to be foisted upon you.
0: He's not catholic and he's not trad does it? The, the first of all.
2: Okay, yeah, but wait, I in think...
1: LA who cares well, what where, where did the where did this in LA they're not they're not trad or catholic but like where did the
2: Well, I I I think it's that mixed with kind of like uh at the time were sort of more like edgy or talking points, but they weren't necessarily coming from a conservative or right-wing or even left-wing framework. Because at the end of the day, I'm like not a very political person. And a lot of that had to do with maybe my associations with this guy I'm friends with who's, you know, battling the kind of non-cradle Catholicism stuff right now in o one, 01 and then like the stuff I did like an episode with Mia BPD God, and I got, th- there's just like a lot of weird, I-, I think a lot of it was aesthetic. Like, I feel like people kind of saw the aesthetics as very, and you know, like I am sort of like, if I had to identify as anything, I would just say I'm kind of a postmodernist only because that's, you know, you kind of have to be like, those are the conditions of the world right now. And I think, what happened in the 20th century and what we're sort of seeing now is that we're really unable to move beyond all of the mistakes of the 20th century for a litany of reasons. And and I'm always like, no, I want to move beyond that. Like I want to push things in directions like, you know, one of the things people get mad at Jack for is when he says podcasting can be art. It's like my belief is that anything can be art and nothing can be art. So, you know, like I just see a lot of what people are doing has, you know, like,
1: do you think that, do you think that the, the reason they get mad at the podcasting can be art is related to some sort of uh, necrophiliac uh, inability to detach oneself from the industries of the 20th century?
2: Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, that's, And if there's anything that defines, like, sort of causal or casual nihilism, it would be that. It would be that you're stuck existing off of these... Like, part of the thing about the essay that I notice is when he talks about Calvinism. And D.H. Lawrence said that within every American lies uh, you know a rebel spirit there's a there's a renegade within every american but the kind dh lawrence is talking about he's not talking about yankees right you know like i think he's talking very specifically about you know the southerners the cowboys people of the west and as somebody who's from la i noticed that these kind of institutions that create like this discursive endless critique that the bernie people come from they all live in brooklyn they live in new they're beholden to the same sort of like anglo uh like anglos uh like anglophonic royalism that just the east coast thrives off of like he mentions nathaniel hawthorne in there and the kind of like puritanism that seeped into literature and this is something that I find really interesting is that, you know, like the West always looks East, you know, for its, its influence, the further West you go, like LA to me is still a very American place. Like the reason why Texas was an easy transition is because it's like, it just feels American. When I go to the East Coast, it doesn't feel American at all. It feels like people who are still sort of like sucking at the teat of, you know, the kind of like old royalists. And, and to me, I, I find it really, really weird that you see these people, they say they're dissidents, they're like ex-Bernie people, they're cosplaying as TradCath Republicans. They're still looking for validity in, within these 20th century institutional media spheres. Like, they're still looking for that validity. And part of the reason I wanted to just say, like, I just want to do stuff for middle Americans. Like uh, like, I don't fucking care if you don't give me five bucks anymore. Like, you know, like the New York, like they're all pissed. I don't really fucking care. Like they could. I want the five bucks. I want the five bucks too, but you know, it's. (laughs) I don't
0: care. I don't care about doing a single thing for free at all. Um, There's enough of it. I want the five bucks. Pay me, pay me. I also want
1: the five bucks. I hear,
2: I hear you. Yeah, I mean, well,
1: same. part yeah. of it is, well, part of the five bucks is also a symbol of, of that podcasting is arts. I've research.
0: done enough work for free, man.
1: <laughs> I hear you. It's, I, it's
0: I, hard. I want, yeah. Don't even come to me telling me that you, that you are in any way positively influenced by me or, you know, they always come to me and they're like, well, th- this is what finally made me subscribe. No, you, you should have subscribed if you saw anything there in the first place because this is, this is my job um
1: what are, how but, are we gonna how are we going to i mean i'm pretty
0: cynical about it right yeah, now i mean
1: it's I it's too. it's funny about it's funny to see are they no, go ahead jack are they
0: is the uh you know uninitiated listener gonna have any idea what we're talking about because i think that like people that are Like, we're from the future, okay? (laughs) Um, So, like, people that are a little behind, that are a little normal, like, all the texts that I've been getting the last few months from, like, kind of normal, non-Twitter conservatives are just, like, in general agreement with, like, the things going on in the schools and, you know, the panic about the things going on in the schools and the children and all of that. So, uh, you know, we've talked about it. A lot on like the impeachment episode of my show, uh, but I, I don't. I don't. I find it hard to translate what's going on here to people who are not so right. like caught up in all of it.
1: Right. I I do too, and that's why I wanted to do. Th- Actually, that's 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 really the reason I wanted to do this is because I wanted to kind of. I wanted to I even mean, either either decide that it's impossible to translate, <laughs> or or. Oh, I think
2: it's possible. Yeah, I, I think I, it's
0: I possible. It. it just. It just like when they when they hear it explained to them by the people from the future, which is us, um, yeah. <laughs> they think that you know you're reading too much into things into that way. You know that way of if you give like a really like basic kind of aesthetic observation about a movie or something like normal people will be like, I just think you're reading too much into
1: it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah,
0: know yeah. that kind of like it's hard for them. In a few months, they'll get it when it's kind of laundered for right. them through the pipeline.
1: Well, here but. let's let's start let's start with a little uh, let's tell a little story about let's show this in action, shall we? Because even within our world, this can be demonstrated very easily and very simply. All we have to do is wind the clock back to February, and note the protest launched by you, Jack, and um, a few of us. Against a little institution called Ticks of Liblob, Libs of TikTok. For those who don't know, this is a uh, very popular account ma- uh, uh, operated by an Orthodox Jewish lady um, who's always getting doxxed, not doxxed, going underground, escaping, witness protection. Uh, she's always tweeting about how she's gonna spend the night. Uh, in, in a uh, you know, be in a in a cave somewhere. So she's a
0: right wing libtard. It's just right-wing right wing antifa doxing type. She site posts where... clips.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Describe it. Describe. This but it like p-
0: hip- it hypnotizes straight people because straight people like especially if they've supported Bernie, like they just now found out that they like the tranny stuff has gone too far. Which you know I explained all the tranny stuff three years ago when it mattered. Yeah. Um, and now I don't care about it anymore. Uh, but, like, they're just now realizing this new kind of freedom because they, you know, they got a little mad about COVID. They realized the narrative the it was not exactly as it seemed, finally, after the entirety of Trump and everything. So they feel this new kind of, like, uh, kind of subsidized, endorsed, laundered sort of freedom. Uh, but it's all about, like, Helen Lovejoy, think of the children, kind of sentiment about you know libtardism isn't bad because it restricts everyone's rights and makes life miserable and expensive and everything it's bad because it's going for the hypothetical children the the innocence of the children which is like the stupidest argument well, um that and these yeah. people don't really actually believe because most of them don't even have children because they're millennials like childless millennials that only recently found out online that they want hypothetical children. Um, and uh,
1: Yeah, right. They're, they're very concerned about But it's, it's about
0: porn their, for them. Yeah. Like, they watch- I can't get through a single, like, tranny TikTok. Like, I've never watched an entire one. But straight people, ever since that site took off, they will watch tranny rage bait TikToks uh, literally all day. And talk about it among themselves, and get like steamed and worked up about what you know the trannies are coming to like steal your precious daughter's breasts, and you know which like there's like there's some truth to that like 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 are there, a uh, there's the ideology over uh. here. <laughs> well, the I but I feel like the ideology sort
2: of just wanes in comparison to the fact that like on the internet children have no sort of like concept of ideology. So it doesn't really matter to them where they see this information. Like, you know what I mean? And they, and there's also this idea that kids don't rebel, that kids have never rebelled against like the current thing, teaching their parents. That if you
0: homeschool them enough, they won't become trans. Yeah.
2: Which is, (laughs) which is (laughs) so funny. But you sit them on a computer all day and and there's nothing that desubjectifies people more than a fucking computer. Like your masculinity and your feminine, whatever you want to call it, uh, et- like the kind of the kind of traits that you must engender to do sort of like archaic tasks are no longer needed on a computer. So if you really want your kid to be transhumanist, just sit him in front of like a computer and feed him a bunch of trad images. And he'll sort of like wilt into this kind of like blooming nothing character, you know? And and pretty soon he won't, you know, he won't be in- engaged in any of those kinds of things. So like when you take somebody and you give them, no- the, you leave them with no provenance, like that's a greater sort of like, if you're trying to conserve something That's the exact thing you don't want to do, you know, so.
0: And also, it should be noted that the specific type of tranny TikTok uh, that libs of TikTok curates is people who have been driven insane by two years of COVID propaganda, COVID libtard propaganda. This isn't just gender ideology and isolation. This is this is, you know people who have literally had their brains fried with all of this constantly shape-shifting ideology. And then the trans stuff has been deployed for almost 10 years now, nonstop, and there will be a massive general popular backlash against it, but nothing is going to stop your dumpy teen homeschooled daughter who wears mom jeans and a Nirvana shirt from like pretending that she's trans for a few years if that is going to get to get to her anyway like it's it's a countercultural trend right now um but so this kind of general hatred and just hysteria about the the libs of TikTok trans videos and also it should be noted that this woman like doxes people and gets them fired from their jobs and calls everyone a pedophile who's clearly not a pedophile Right. Uh, right, which and is which a sign is, is... of an evil idiot, you know. Yeah, yeah. The pedophile um, charge if you start is... throwing the p word around, it's not a real thing. No one wants to fuck kids. No, like this is not a real. It's, it's racism for right wingers. Okay, it's 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 just this hypo- hypothetical morality thing that no one can argue against. Uh, but the accusations can be slung at every anyone to sensational. Well, it's simu-
1: simultaneously, you're big, you're simultaneously. Uh, identifying transgenderism as this like complete uh, neutering of your ch- uh, neutering of people and and uh, desexualizing of people while also uh, calling it kind of pedophilia and fucking kids like it's fucking not kids. there's no it's just,
2: it's just all so but there's no sense of humor to anything anymore. I mean. Like no. uh, No, no, no.
1: That's part of it. It's that's part of the art list.
2: I I, I like Blanche Show a lot and he talks about Nietzsche and ecstatic nihilism, and for him it was like laughter is basically the antidote to all other forms of nihilism. Like when I talk when you want to talk about nihilism, all you have to do is talk about shit that does not matter, and you are advancing the void. So by by blaming uh gay people and saying that they're pedophiles or by you know like whenever you talk whenever you talk about something that is not real that is an act of that that's that is a true act of nihilism it's not because just because you're just advancing the thing that doesn't exist you're, so you're, you're not only talking because you can't bring it into re- yeah
1: so yeah no i'm saying you're not only talking about you're not only talking about things that are not real you're erasing the real you're erasing real distinctions and you're grouping everything in to the same sort of little panic potpourri um uh, of that exists solely within your little phone like you're if you if you're going to reduce the entirety of gay culture in your little fucking stupid head to libs of tiktok uh video number 75 where some uh, fat uh, Mexican drag queen at a They're brunch. They're coming for your kids! Right. They're coming for your kids! What That's have you just done? The, you've right just literally erased, stupid. you've just literally shrunk, you know, you've taken this stupid little video you saw. By the way, nobody's forced to take their their, their kids to uh, Caesar's uh, Caesar's Taco Cafe br- uh, drag queen brunch either. It's not something I that, don't
0: care if your kids see drag queens straight up. I don't care. I, I maybe would have entered... I I maybe would have entertained that, like, two months ago to, like, you know, kind of please the straight people. But seeing the full extent of what they actually think, I don't give a flying fuck. (laughs) I I don't. I, I was dressing up as a girl as a kid. I was getting into John Waters movies and stuff when I was, like... 13 years old. How how do people, my question is, how do
1: people fucking think that a, some like gangly, uh, grotesque, uh, low rent drag queen at a brunch that you shouldn't be at in the first place because the food sucks there, how do they think that that is grooming their kids more effectively than just being on their fucking phones? Like, how is, who, what kid has ever in the history of humanity, uh, acquired sexual thoughts, unwanted sexual feelings, or discovered their sexuality by seeing some like clownish figure drop her cantaloupes at at uh, at Taco Bell. Like it's not, it hasn't happened. It's not a thing. Yeah, thinking
0: that like the kid is like more turned on by the drag queen at the hypothetical library event than by like literally anyone else in their life like, yes. mind, yeah. like a normal person like we that's all know insane how pedro jr but also, became
1: the way he is pedro jr uh, observes observes the boners of pedro senior every time he's on fucking twitter uh a pat you know like sweating up a, sweating up a storm and like posting a million times uh his his various uh, uh libs of tiktok uh uh you know rage porn like that's gonna turn <laughs> that's what turns pedro jr into pedro jr yeah yeah Yeah, I mean,
0: and then Pedro Junior is going to groom me. Go ahead,
1: Barrett, because I'm going to be sexually hypnotized by watching Pedro Junior watch Pedro Senior. You can't
0: control the sexuality of human beings. (laughs) Like, (laughs) sorry, you can you can pretend, you can lie and pretend and place all of these like artificial barriers and categories and ideas of innocence around all of it, but it's a complete lie. And everyone in their head knows this because you can remember if you you know go back into your proustian memory exactly what was going on in your head during the genesis of your own sexuality and you know
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. nobody wants but to do that this, though because this, no, but that would require some sort of introspection and some sort of honest self-reflection nobody wants to do that when they in, can the, just in the 20th point, century everybody strippers. was just
0: familiar with freud like automatically and that was so helpful in culture and now that now that freud is you know The feminists got rid of Freud and, you know, the right wingers think Freud is just Jewish pervert, whatever. But with this casual kind of sophisticated uh, awareness of the theories of Freud, which, uh, you know, are explained a lot in the 20th century, uh, that made culture on whole so much more like adult and sophisticated and mature rather than this medieval ridiculous just regressive pretend understanding of human sexuality that we have now it's just getting worse and worse every day well
2: it's also like if you go to an athens town square you'll see hermaphrodite statues and you know what i mean it it, like so literally in the public itself Uh so i just don't understand i mean we have evidence of two thousand year old like i'm literally such a crypto libtard i just want like wanton discharging of firearms in the town square next to drag queens <laughs> and uh i i want to see hermaphrodite uh statues things like lit on fire like i i at this point i'm just completely for pure carnival i have n- no allegiance to like just let like Dionysus reign supreme like Me too. i i really don't fucking care it's infinitely more interesting than anything we have going on we've been so atomized and isolated by all of these events like at this point if you're not kind of a liberal at least in that sense like what the fuck is wrong with No you? well like, I'll tell you <laughs> what's wrong
1: you've got conservative long covid because this is the this is the other thing that drives me crazy and you know I still feel like I have to do some some explaining to the normies um as to what exactly is going on here because we're so caught up in our own because uh,
0: they just see it on Tucker and think it's all real. They think like, it's like, all that's, real but they also... only see the the end digested result on Fox on Tucker. But all their and I like I don't like hate like I think Tucker's like good. Yeah. But no. I you know seeing seeing how uh The material starts at the beginning of the day on Twitter and then the discourse, digestive, pink Floyd the wall, meat grinder (laughs) thing that it goes through in order to be laundered and end up in really kind of like annoying, shrill, shrieky, dirtbag left kind of like dated form on Tucker. Like I kind of, you know i understand yeah. the purpose but the, it is not the cutting edge of discourse it's, it's, <laughs> try, it's
1: trying to get everyone worked up into a lather um and which they will if you just talk about drag queen so it works it works it you know? works it, it's it's well it's, the
2: thing that tucker has is he has comic relief like he's a, I feel like with tucker like he's sort of like what a lot of people say about trump they're like Like that's how I feel about Tucker. Is like I don't really agree with some like a lot of the shit he says, but he is fucking funny. Like you gotta give him that. Like he is funny,
0: but the punchlines like it's always this kind of like like flat kind of punchline about human dignity or something i'm trying to describe <laughs> it it's like you know when I, honestly when, at this point, which i don't which i don't, which I don't like, believe in human dignity or whatever but uh you know true. like it, it's the same kind of sensation i got back in the day during the peak of uh lewis ck where everybody would be trying to get me into it like this is really crazy like wild extreme stuff man it's really what you're into but the punchline of every lewis ck thing was about how men are gross and women are like morally pure and correct and right. they, they have to suffer like that was the punchline of everything and that's how he got away with it and with tucker there's this similar another pure similar kind of like thing. basic human decency like dead-eyed pedro gonzalez mexican wielding a flag kind of like and don't we all deserve this you know this kind of oratorial like, yeah, yeah it doesn't yeah, work yeah. on me but you well, know i think don't bear, deserve your enthusiasm we're filthy.
1: we're filthy we're yeah, filthy we don't you know, deserve like, shit we are fucking we are scum we are fucking yeah, scum yeah, yeah. We are filled. We have. We deserve nothing. We need to aspire. We need to aspire through 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 the most through the most despicable uh uh valleys of of human existence. We need to we need to have the balls to. To penetrate those valleys and come out on on the other side with a shred of grace. It ain't gonna just be. It ain't gonna happen just by turning up. Just by uh, shrieking about drag queens. I got news for you folks. It's not gonna happen. If you're shrieking about drag queens, you're you've already lost. You've lost because you don't even know what drag queens are. You're you've been led into a. You've been led down a. It's not even a primrose path. It's a. It's a, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a rotten tortilla path to this thing called Drag Queen Story Hour, which is a niche little you stupid, obviously NGO type of thing that's been that's been uh, that nobody is forced to go to ever. You've been you've been you've, if,
0: if it ever exists, it's done by women, which is it's another always important done by thing women. about This moral panic is that the the scapegoating of gays for all of this stuff, gay men specifically. Right. Uh, is to is because. The straight world worships women and believes eternally in the innocence and purity of women and does not, even though women are totally in control of every level of government and society and culture right now, um, they don't want to place any blame on women for doing anything wrong. So they, it's easy to just give the simple math equation that gay men spread disease by having butt sex. Right, that's it. That's all well, you need to say. So,
1: ask yourself then: when the real issue here is obviously tran- the trans ideology that has like infected people that don't wouldn't otherwise seek medical uh, cures for for their mental problems, uh, we can all agree that that's a problem. This is a Tumblr-induced and then spread uh, yeah. situation that we were we were talking. I myself, as I've said many times, have. Not, I don't know if I've said it on, on the air, but um, I've said it in, in private. I mean, I've dealt with trying to. That's where I'll cut it off for the free, for the free portion to listen to the rest. Almost two hours uninterrupted. No piss break because we're just too worked up. Please subscribe at patreon.com slash filthy Armenian, patreon.com slash filthy Armenian. There's been a lot of good stuff going up behind the paywall recently, including my last two feature episodes, Chicago Hood, a magical nocturnal extravaganza in the Boys Town neighborhood of Chicago, where I meet Jack for the first time and many other brilliant characters, uh, including Birdo. Um, And also the pilot, which I have preserved um, until now, until a couple weeks ago, uh, the pilot from Sarajevo about a about a very interesting underground adventure in a bathhouse in Vienna. Um, a very special episode that I had to had to paywall because it's just too intimate. So anyway, patreoncom slash filthyarmenian. Thank you for listening. Spread the word, rate, review, whatever. If you like what you hear, good day.